gentlemen welcome to this week's edition of what the health just happened where we talk about all things healthcare: the good the bad the lefts the rights the ups the downs and everything in between we also have on some of northeast florida's best and brightest talking about healthy business practices healthy sales tactics healthy hr practices healthy cultures unhealthy cultures yada yada, yada. nobody cares about the introduction today friend of mine sean shapiro i was going to intro you as the ceo of reliance which is which is no longer the case that's correct now the boss of old sport company what, what do i call you besides my boy my i guess friend? i'm in the oldest sport of old sport company right now the oldest sport of old sport company correct <clears throat> i'm gonna or have founder to, whatever's easier i'm gonna have to throw this out now i'm gonna clear my throat a lot already it's getting bad little under the weather sponsored by halls yep that's right free plug for halls um jay bows you gonna chime in today i'm here okay we're gonna get. I want to get him to laugh one time before the end of the show. We get this it. like like funny laugh. So, Sean Shapiro, I, I can't tell the story. Graduate of UF. What was your degree in? Entrepreneurship. So deep at heart, you're an entrepreneur, right? Always. I told you I'm an entrepreneur at heart. That's what I call myself. Self-proclaimed entrepreneur. This guy is a great story, great journey. Love it. Is it healthcare related? Not necessarily, or or at all, other than some stuff we could talk about in the healthcare space, like tearing your ACL. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go into the ACLs right and there. the Achilles and all the all the financial implications of my uh, my semi amateur um, <laughs> adult flag football career that amounted to not a lot of income, but a lot of expenditures, but fun times. Uh, yeah, we could talk about that. No, nope. outside of that, I'm not really a healthcare uh, guru. So. We won't we won't do much healthcare. I like the healthy business side because you've got some cool stories. We met beforehand, chatted. Um, We'll do a healthy or not healthy segment. I've already got a couple questions for that. So give me a little journey here. We talked about this. UF studied entrepreneurism, which yep. I didn't realize was a degree. Pretty cool. Yep. I'm not going to say go Gators, but. Go Gators. Okay. There it is. Boo. <laughs> We're on right now, <laughs> He's a too. Bulldog right here. Oh. Yeah. That's right. there. We could probably put that on the TV, actually. Um, okay. So graduated, and we talked about this. You were flipping houses in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, yeah. So I graduated. Um, luckily, I was fortunate enough to go to UF during the golden era, 20, 2006 oh, to two thousand ten. Yeah, got to see a- it all. Uh, me and me and Timmy and uh, and Joe Kim and Joe Kim and Horford and all the boys. Um, oh, the so, yeah. squad. <laughs> I'm a seminal, by the way. It was brutal for me. Yeah, that was a rough time for you guys for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, graduated in 2010. Uh, moved to Jacksonville to be closer to my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. Um, started working at a local uh, mortgage lending uh, firm here who is now a very large player, was a uh, naming, had naming rights to the Jaguar Stadium. I think we know the company. You can um, say them. Okay, right? yeah, right. we're Forever Bank, and then they turned yeah. into TIA. So that was Never my, heard of them. Yeah, so that was my first job. That was, that was awesome. Here, yeah. I was in a huge call center, um, and I was doing um, inbound mortgage refis. It was all refis at the time, 2010. To 2011, worked there for about a year, uh, sacked away enough money for me to then start the entre- entrepreneurial journey. I went and worked again for 
a short period of time for my friends and my mentors at uh, JWB Capital. Yep. Uh, they are a major player now, but at the big time, name here also. yeah, at the time, they two only, big names. Yeah. Yeah. They had about 10 employees. Uh, so I was an early employee there, did some sales for them, putting some people in their turnkey rentals, which was a great opportunity to learn the real estate world. Um, and under their tutelage, went out on my own and started wholesaling homes and then flipping homes and then graduated to buying uh, infill lots and building spec homes and, and selling new construction. Let me pause on that because I want to sure. go back to, <clears throat> so you were in a call center. Yeah. How many people? Oh, there's there had to been at the time, I would say 200. Like you're in a pit? In a pit. Just answering phones. Yep. Four foot walls, uh, answering phones, had a phone, a computer, headset on the whole thing inbound call comes in you pick it up uh you sometimes have their current uh, mortgage information if they were already being serviced by everbank if not it was you know they were with wells fargo and they were shopping rates something along those lines and you were trying to get them into a refinance uh, lower their rate or cash out whatever they're trying to do at that time yep. sounds like a nightmare to some people right uh high pressure high pressure which is where i thrive i guess i was being... gonna say was that healthy or not healthy for you I think it was healthy for me uh, at that time without kids and without a um, wife, big personal commitment of my life. Yeah, yeah, where it was all about work and really starting the career. So I think it was a great opportunity of time and place for me. So that's a grind, right? Any call center is a grind. But yep. You're rewarded by production, I'm guessing, right? Every Full win. commission. Yep, 100% yep. commission, Yep. which you have to be a certain breed. I like to talk about sales. I think it's the most lucrative space there is if you if – you, but you have to understand it's stressful. Yep. We'll skip that. So then you start buying houses and flipping those. Correct. How many in Jackson would you flip? Um, over my span of 2011 to give or take current, I still do it from time to time. What? North of 200, 200, 200 transactions. Houses. Wow. Yep. That's a lot. Some of them, I mean, a lot of them in the beginning were just wholesale where it was like, hey, I, you know, I convinced someone to sell me a home for hundred thousand dollars and then I would immediately resell that home without owning it to someone else for hundred and twenty thousand dollars and my wholesale fee would be that difference of that mm -hmm. twenty thousand dollars. So I'm selling the contract to someone. So that's that's an easy way to get in the industry and kind of get going in the real estate world without having to actually deploy capital to own the real estate, but then you graduate from there. I'm gonna have to do I, I love introductions, right? Who's a good person to introduce? Do you know the Bank of England guys? Of course I do. Daniel do you know, Halverson is a very close friend of mine. Oh, I love him. We used to do CrossFit back in the day. He's, He's the an man, animal, by the way. You know Quentin? I do know Quentin. So that's who I did the show with last week. Have you done his show yet? I have not. You'll be a hit on that. I as soon to. as we're done here, we're gonna introduce there. But that's awesome. their studio's sick. And they built a heck of an operation and yeah. they are uh they're they're doing it the right way. Shout they're, out shout out to our boys. I like it. Free plugs, Daniel. free plugs. Qu Quentin and Dan. Ho holla. <laughs> BOE, let's go. <laughs> BOE. It's getting weird already. Jay's over there rolling his eyes. He hasn't laughed yet, but he's rolling his eyes. <laughs> okay. So entrepreneurial journey, right? While you're flipping houses, you meet your business partner. What's his name? Cameron. Cameron. Shout out Cameron. Another weird Cam. shout out. No eye roll there. He's on staycation this week. Shout out to Cameron on staycation, living living his best life. Enjoy Good for yourself. Him. So, so you meet him. He was your general contractor flipping houses, and then you guys hit it off, which is yep. another part. Working with close friends, spouses, that's difficult, sometimes great, sometimes not. You guys have had a great journey. He approached you about going into the roofing business, right? Um, yeah. So basically what happened was he was working for a general contractor that I had used on some um, some renovations, buying some homes and renovating. He was a project manager. He was fresh out of college as well. Um, Where'd he go? He went to UNF here. He went for right. build, building That's construction. School, right? Swoop, baby. Swoop. Um, yeah. So he went uh, to school here and then 
uh, he grew up in the construction world. He went to work for a company here locally, a general contractor, and then he basically worked his way from project manager where I met him all the way up to VP of their residential division in a very short order because he's just Big that. company or small? They're big. They're a big company. Um, yeah, he's... Yeah, they're a, bit, they're a big company now. They do commercial, industrial, and residential. His focus at that time was residential. So because of that... I met him. We hit it off as friends. We worked well together on a few projects, um, and then we hit it off, and we started hanging out a lot in, in the personal world and, and really just getting to know each other um, and basically started doing some projects together in the real estate world where we we did a few flips on our own, um, and then we basically from there, uh, I came up with an idea of, hey, Cam, if you ever want to leave the W2JOB, and you want to start your own thing, give me an opportunity to back whatever idea it is. And I don't really care what idea it is. I just want to invest in you because you are a great, you'd be a great partner. He brought to me, fast forward, it was probably took about a year at that point of us just kind of doing our thing. And then a year later he comes and he goes, hey, I really want to have a real meeting with you. I got a business plan. I, I want to do uh, residential roofing. Here's which, your boy Mark, by the way, walking out. Hey, Mark. Do we have Adam? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, Basically, long story short, from there, he pitched it to me. Was he an entrepreneur? Or you you pushed us on him. You hit it off, right? Yep. You met this guy, built a friendship. He was a, a hard worker, right? Good at what he did. I mean, really just a, him. I mean, he's very smart, very smart, polished. I, I want to give him all the credit in the world. I did not get anything. I did not push him in any direction. He is a very self-driven, self-motivated entrepreneur. He grew a roofing company within the general contractor. He was their license holder, but he wanted to basically go out and do it on his own now and do it his own way with his own flavor. Um, so he had to get out of that scenario um, and then pitched me on starting Reliant and I was all about it. I financially backed him to start. He was going to be kind of a one-man show, run a crew. You know, we were going to take down, I think, in the first year, the goal was to do like 60 roofs in the first year. Um, and I think we ended up doing a few hundred in the first year, which was fun. Uh, because of that, basically, fast forward a little bit, uh, I realized that it was a good opportunity for me to help him grow it. And we had a really good complementary balance in kind of how we managed and how we dealt with business. And I stopped, I put on a hiatus of the real estate stuff and, and kind of jumped in full, full bore with them on helping them scale Reliant. All right, one, one more pause before we go deep into Reliant. Sure. What does this have to do with healthcare, right? What the health just happened? Some of the guests I love, what are what are healthy business practices, right? What are unhealthy business practices? Yep. What does a healthy P&L look like? Do you know what a P&L is, right? That stuff matters. And, and these stories, these journeys, and, and if, you, if, if you live in Jacksonville and haven't seen a Reliant truck driving around, you're lying to yourself. They're, they're right. everywhere, right? Right. What, what was the, the term you guys came up with every shingle time? Yeah. Quality I love that and professionalism line. every single time. Every single time. That's that's very witty. random so, story, but we got that that slogan from a a host of a radio show that wanted us to advertise when we first launched the company. He called us and said, "I got a cool slogan for was you." Was it me? It was not Dang you. It. <laughs> it was not you. It wasn't Marquet, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> but it was some random uh, advertisement related oh, person and. And uh, yeah, thank you to that guy. I don't is know he which mad? Did was. you pay him I something? Have, oh, no, yeah. we didn't. Come on in. I love when people walk in. Oh, who is it? <laughs> I love when people walk in. It's like, come in and get hey, the mic. Come on, yeah. on, let's go. Come on. Hey, it's there all right. Um, so again, Reliant Roofing started in 2011. 2015. 2015, excuse me. Um, the every single time thing threw me off. That's so funny. I never heard that story. Yes. Right? So you and a close friend, I, 
healthy cultures. This, this is so important for every business. I don't care what you do. If it's health insurance, if it's a, a doctor's office, if it's a radio show, if it's Cox Media, insert name, a roofing company. Mm-hmm. You, you had mentioned something too. Your, your competitors when you were with Reliant were not other roofing companies. Who were your competitors and why? Yeah. So we always had the mindset of we have to be bigger than just what the industry has to offer. And there are some great great companies uh, in the roofing industry, but there's some better built companies outside of our industry that we wanted to emulate. And our biggest pegs for what we wanted uh, one day to grow our company into when it came to company culture was the likes of Chick-fil-A, Nordstrom, and Publix. And the reason <laughs> I'm telling some you big those names three, out there, yeah, yeah. those are some really big names, but they were all about customer experience. Nothing was more important to the to the lifeblood of those companies than how the experience was uh, designed around what the customer felt when they did business with you. Um, anyone can make a chicken sandwich. Burger King has been selling chicken sandwiches for 40 years. Um, Chick-fil-A, their chicken sandwich is good. It's not the best chicken sandwich I've ever Who's had. Who's the best chicken sandwich? I'm putting you on the spot now. Oof. I would say it's going to be a hot Nashville chicken sandwich, and it's probably— He's ready. Oof. He's ready. Hot. Jay, what do you got? We'll go back to this. Hattie B's. Hattie B's. Yeah, Hattie B's, Hattie B's is solid. Oh, that's yeah. in— Yeah, Hattie B's is good. It could get very spicy on you very quickly, oh, yes. but it's— phenomenal i love going off topic here so chick or uh, costco sells these frozen chicken breasts have you gotten those yes yet? i have that you can basically make your own chick-fil-a sandwich correct okay, anyways and they're very close they're very similar i was gonna say they're you're, very you're right. they're very you're close right. so my, hey my pleasure that's a big deal it, that exactly. whole, got it got exactly. it back to that anything else stuff, anything matters. else you need today sir you know <laughs> so um waffle fries my need. dignity back <laughs> yeah, i lost <laughs> that years Chick-fil-A ago chick-fil-a sauce what would you like <laughs> um so yeah so the biggest thing for us was you know roofing was a commodity it's a product Um, But it's the experience that we're going to sell the customer on that makes us different from everyone else. Um, And by doing that, it will create just a better workplace for our employees because it'll make our our employees really, really happy to serve people, the right employees, right? So if we found the right employees that really were servants of the community, that were very selfless in nature, they will automatically want to do whatever it takes to make – the customer extremely happy, extremely satisfied, where our motto was, we want you to be so satisfied with Reliant that you you would hire us to walk your dog to, to, to uh, you know, be your dentist, to be your doctor, whatever it might be. Um, that's how excited they we would want our customer to be when they were done working with us. These are the moments I wish I had video clips because what you just said, like if you could chop that up and repeat it, that's, that's, that's a good point. You said something earlier too, right? Your, your salespeople, who shows up to the house, this is the roofing industry. It's blue collar, right? Very it's, much so. I, I don't want to say anyone's rough around the edges, but it's different than a financial advisor. It's very rough around the edges. Right? So when you when you had your team, like when you're building, and this applies to any industry. If any, for, for all four of you listeners, mom, I love you, they need to hear this stuff, right? Yes. When you're building this team. So you said a couple things. I, I think Joey said this, be on time, be presentable, and over-the-top customer service. I think Joey said that to me. Maybe you mentioned that to him. That's so correct. When yeah. you're training your people, your sales team, everyone, what are things you're emphasizing when they go out in the community? Yeah, so it's always people over profits. So it's Love it. whatever it takes, whatever it takes within reason, without you um, having to sacrifice your own principles as an employee of the company, whatever it takes to make sure that that customer is satisfied, whatever it takes. So... If it's, hey, you know, um, I have a rip in my window screen and it's from you guys throwing shingles off the roof, 
whether it was from us throwing the shingles off the roof or not, we immediately were like, we have a screen company on standby. They will be out here within 12 hours and we will make sure that that window screen gets replaced. No questions asked. It's not a combative scenario. It's not a chargeback scenario. And there was a million different tiny things like that that we did to make sure that we serve the client and that they knew that when we told them we were going to do something, that we did it, we delivered on it, we never were combative because we were trying to protect profits. And a lot of our competitors, and, and it's just very well known in the in the construction space, that it's profits over people for the most part. And it can be a very contentious relationship when you hire someone. And that's kind of unique to the construction space, kind of, you know, like <laughs> that's a little backwards, if, yeah. if I hire you as a doctor, like it shouldn't be a combative relationship between me and my doctor, right? It, it should, happens. Yeah, it, it happens, happens, but it should be pretty few and far between, right? That's like, but in the yeah. construction world, it's almost like a given that's like, oh, I got to really, I got to give this guy 50 grand to do this bathroom remodel. And on top of that, it's going to be really annoying. And I have to like be combative with this guy. And I have to be prepared to like fight this guy. Like that was the that was the stigma we were trying to get rid of in the industry. That's healthy. To That's have healthy. have more of a white collar mindset of, of roofing. That's really what it where it stemmed from. And that was based on the servant attitude of a Chick-fil-A or of a Nordstrom or a Publix. If Publix, you eat half of your rotisserie chicken, you go back up the next day to the customer service department, you say, I didn't really like how that first half tasted. They're going to say, okay, here's here's your money back. And there's yeah. no questions asked. It's not why. Give me a rationalization. Let me scan your ID in and make sure you don't do this all the time. It's just here's your money back, and that's the end of it. What percentage of people do you think take advantage of that, though? Very few because yeah. – Agreed. Yeah, yeah very few. I mean, I think over time you start to really realize who your demographic is and who's the right client for you, and you kind of – your people are trained to kind of sniff out the people that are probably going to create some fraudulent scenarios and you kind of squash it early on before you actually get into bed with them under a contract and start doing actual work. Um, not that we're turning people away at the door, but you kind of just, you could pick up on things that you, you got to make sure that you're clear in the air with, but yeah, it's very few and far between. And it's so worth the pain and suffering of like those few and far betweens for the 99.9% that are the great clients that really respect it. All right. We're going to go not healthy or not healthy, but it, healthy business practices, right? So you started in what month of 2015? June. June. And you recently sold... Right? We sold in June of 2021. That's six years. That's good math, right? That is great math. Oh, my gosh. I did Holy it, J.D. see that? Smokes. I did it. <laughs> um, let's talk about healthy growth, right? So you started in 2015. Yep. It's you and, and Cam. Do you have any other employees when you started? Nope. Two of us. And then and then when you wrapped it up, you had 125 employees and doing, you don't have to, the revenue per year you were doing. 25 million in 25 revenue. Million. So you're talking about a six-year six growth of, Two individuals yep. with you investing in him, him investing in you, to 125 employees and 25 million a year in revenue. That's right. I'd say that's pretty healthy. It was definitely healthy. It was a fun ride too. Like we definitely felt like we we had a very clear conscious every day and every night going to bed, knowing that we were doing the best things for the company every day, but also the most ethical practices in the industry that we might not be making as much money as some of the counterparts when we go to a networking meeting, but we knew like we were that. building it the right way and eventually it was going to pay off. Um, whether we were going to keep the company forever and it would pay off or whether we would have an exit potential and it was going to pay off. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we never cut corners. We did everything above board. We paid every single dollar to every single 
piece of the company that we were rightfully owed to someone, whether it was business licensing in every municipality or proper workers' comp or proper health care costs or proper you name it, we did it all above board. Um, and maybe our margins were a little bit tighter because of that. Um, and we took care of our employees, but it, it pays off in the long run. But a lot of people have a hard time seeing the they, – they don't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. I have to ask you this. Are you scared of heights? I am. I would say from 2015 to 2021, I went on a total of three roofs. <laughs> they were single story and almost flat structures. This guy opened a roofing company with a friend and does not like heights and will not go on roofs. I, yeah, that, sh- that, that to me speaks for who you are, though, right? You, you, were, you were on the business side, right? Yeah. You're working on the business, not in the business. Correct. Or wait, is it? Yeah, we we're working. in the business. Not no, on we we're working. You know what I mean. Yeah, we were working on it, not in it. And Cam was the same way. He obviously was not afraid of heights. So when some, when an owner had to show up to get on a roof, he obviously was the construction. He was the act- guy. He was a construction expert. Did as you pay well, him double so. for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He got an extra bourbon at the end of the night for, for stuff like that. So yeah, he had to he had to put his head on the chopping block sometimes. And uh, yeah, so I was uh, I I am less fearful of heights uh, than I was during that time frame. Uh, my wife is really helping me with that. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a lifelong fear of heights. What do we have left here? we got about two and a half minutes. I make it – like, I, I call it out. By the way, this is not live. We pre-record. This yeah. airs on Saturday. <laughs> when I was like, this is live. No, it's not. <laughs> um, all right, two and a half minutes. I promised my son last week when was Father's Day, he bought me this dad joke book. He goes, Dad, will you read a dad joke on the yes. radio show? This is absolutely happening. Everett, love you. Um I open randomly. What's the fastest way for a parent to get their kid's attention? Uh, I got nothing. Sit down and look comfortable. (laughs) That's accurate. That is very accurate. That's accurate. Yes. You got your box over there, too? Like, last week I lost. He's got a bunch of that. We love dad jokes on here. Let's see here. Claustrophobic people are more productive thinking outside of the box. That's a one-liner. What did the teddy bear say when he was offered dessert? No thanks, I'm stuffed. That's solid. <laughs> I like that's that. That's solid. My son's name's Teddy, so that's uh, Te- oh, that's I like good. That. I like that's that one good. a lot. Yeah. What that's music good. band do farmers listen to when they are bringing in their harvest? I don't know. Holland Oats. Oh, oh that's, that's so good. That's, that's solid. so good. Okay, man. I this is so bad. The dad joke thing is either going to go really well or really bad, but I love it. I enjoy it. I love it. it. I prom- Everett, I love you, buddy. Great. Want to a shout out? Great. Great gift, by the way. That was a, that's that was awesome. my fault. Oh, we got a picture of that. That's awesome. awesome. Uh, shout out to my children, uh, Teddy and Charlotte, and my wife. I, I say this every Love single you all. time. Thanks for taking care of me for Father's Day weekend. It was a blast. My wife has never listened to a single episode, so I could say whatever I want about it. I'm kidding. I love you, Stephanie. That's right. Um, Sean Shapiro, Reliant Roofing, previously now. Second half, we'll do a little bit more entrepreneurism. He's got a fun project right now I'm excited to talk about. I, I don't know if or should we just goof off the whole time? I don't know. No, we'll be serious. Healthy, not healthy. We'll get there. Old sport company we're going to talk about. They make some really cool loafers, belts, um, and uh, um, watch bands. You yeah. can chime in. You Smart. can speak over me yep, anytime. Yep. Needlepoint. It's uh, pretty cool. Needlepoint watch bands. Um, Sean Shapiro, previously Reliant Roofing. What the hell just happened? Every day I'm hustling. Hustling, 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 hustling.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of What the Health Just Happened. If you missed the first half, the good news is you can hear it on one of those podcast things. I don't know, Apple, Spotify. What, what, what are they called? Yeah, podcast. Mediums? Podcast things. Podcast things. Podcast. Yeah. Sean Shapiro, previously with Reliant Roofing, um, now with Old Sport Company. We'll get to that in a second. Jay Bo's producing. What does any of this have to do with healthcare? Not a bunch, right? But healthy business practices, I'm telling you, listen to the first half. His journey was cool. The story's cool. Very successful story. Uh, good practices mixed in there. I want to go to some unhealthy stuff. Do you got any unhealthy stuff you can talk about? Yeah, absolutely. From a, from a business standpoint, right? I could tell you mine. We talked about it earlier. Bad hires is my biggest one. Yeah. But on your journey so far, what are some unhealthy things that you've seen happen along your journey? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really, really important thing to look back in the rearview mirror and, and be able to speak about today and, like, learn from those mistakes and hopefully not, not replicate them again. But when we first started the roofing company, we, sent, we, we set out to be a trend center, right? Like, we, we wanted to really blaze a new path in the industry, raise the bar um, for all the other contractors. Hopefully that is good for us and good for everybody. Uh, turn a blue collar industry into a white collar, more gray collar, white, yeah, 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 grayish, grayish collar for sure. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Um, So when we first set out, we had this mindset, but yet we were hiring people that we could find that had the most roofing experience, right? So they, we would 25 years doing roofs. Yeah, like, oh, you know, the resume looks so legit because the guy has 20 years of roofing experience. Like, how could we go wrong with this hire? Well, where you go wrong is that they've been doing it 25 years a different way. Not that it's the wrong way, but it's the wrong way for how we're trying to build our company. And that baggage is really, really difficult to unwind. Mm -hmm. And when it's difficult to unwind, it can become a severe toxic culture that this person of seniority that has this experience can then shine light on what we're doing different in a negative light to employees that have no idea what's good, what's right or wrong because it's their first time in the roofing industry. Right. So that was a big lesson learned early on that it was better to take a slower approach, hire people that fit the right personality traits that we were looking for, getting back to the Chick-fil-A, the servant mentality, the selfless mentality. Find those people that want to do good for others and do good for themselves and then give them the education that it takes to succeed in the company and in the industry, which is the easier part of it in reality. It takes a little bit longer time, but it's much easier to do. So you, I've talked about this a couple times recently. Everyone talks about hard skills versus soft skills. Sure. Right? Historically, hard skills are hitting a hammer, understanding insurance, using a drill, or climbing on a roof. Soft skills are dealing with people, empathy, emotional intelligence. Yep. I think that's backwards. I think soft skills are, are hard skills, right? Yeah. And those hard skills are – and again, that's a whole different conversation, but – that's what you built, right? You, whether they had experience or not, you can train replacing a roof or understanding the terminology to, to discuss that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the people component that's just a lot harder to work with. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone will ever say like, oh, that kid was born with these hard skills to be a master roofer. Like no one's mom as a five-year-old is like this five-year-old. He's going to be a master roofer. Look at This these guy's hard- going to drive a bulldozer better yeah, than anyone I've ever met. He's naturally born with these hard uh, oh, skills. There's a lot of there's a lot of five, <laughs> six-year-old boys who could actually want to drive bulldozers. Yeah. By the way. That's a bad example. But. Yeah, so like you're totally right. Like the soft skills, like, those are much harder to retrain on. Those are much harder if they are 
if they are ingrained in you as your upbringing or your personality, it's much harder to unwind or retrain those things. If you're a pathological liar, you're for 20 years. You think that when I hire you at 21, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm going to unwind all that pathological liar in yeah. you? No, it's not going to happen. It is who you are. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest learning lessons up front. And I and I tell people of all walks of life in any facet, like focus on aligning yourself, whether you're an employee, employer, it doesn't matter. Align yourself with people that you think represent the best of people, like find the good in people and 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 try to gravitate towards those people because they're going to get you a lot farther than someone that just might have one specific good hard skill. All right, super random. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? I'm a realist. I'm a very I'm like really hardcore on my gut intuition is pretty accurate over my lifetime and I think that I try to go with what is a realistic outcome of things. And I really try to like weigh all the different pathways that a decision can go. And I try to weigh what is going to be the most probable outcome. So I, I would say that's a realist mindset. I love that answer, but I'm going to challenge you a little bit harder. If sure. I asked your wife if you're optimistic or pessimistic more times than not, what would she say? I would say she's going to say it's 50-50. <laughs> I promise you that. The, the point I'm getting to is going back to working with a friend, right? Yeah. So Cam, is he optimistic or pessimistic? I think there's always a yin and yang when you work with a spouse right. or a friend. Okay. That dynamic, so, who, who's who's on which side right. of, of so the I, fence? Yeah, so the positioning of that makes more sense for me in the terms of our partnership. He is much more optimistic and I'm much more pessimistic. He is okay. a guy that says – we have we can do this we, it's possible 100% okay. we're going to scale it. this company to the to the beyond that you'll Got dream it. of and i'll say well what's realistic is probably like halfway between 0 and that number or that metric but that even if we got to that realistic point, that's awesome. But he's like, no, we're going to shoot much higher than that, and we're going to hit it. Okay. And most of the time, we we probably do. Well, get, by the <laughs> so way, that I makes like, me a pessimist. I like him and more. Now, hold on. <laughs> that's the point I'm getting to. That is a healthy dynamic. Right? This, this is an executive team that that built a company from zero to 25 million in revenue in six years. That's that's impressive, right? And I think it's important for people to understand the importance of that healthy relationship. Yeah. You can't have two Eric's in a business. Because it's more. like it's toxic. I, I am yep. a toxic optimist. That's a, I love that term, by the way. Everything's going to work out, and it typically does. But you need you need that. You could say realist. You could say pessimist too. There, yeah, but I'm yeah. kidding. Checks okay. and balances, right? Like I like I yeah. like the realist thing too. Mine's always number based. But that that's what I was getting at. It's a healthy dynamic between two business partners. Yeah, decision making. That that's that's the point I was getting at. Yeah. Okay. So like one of the biggest. One of, one of the big, busy, biggest successes of my professional and personal life is my partnership with Cameron. Like just very, very, very difficult to replicate what we have. Um, we're very close. We're much closer than just friends. We're basically family. And when you're family and you treat each other as family, things can – you can have very, very transparent – hard it's to like have brother, conversations. Right? Yeah. yeah, we are brothers. Very hard to have conversations and we can get over it. We can move on from it and know that there's still love there. We are trying to protect each other, protect the greater good of what we're trying to accomplish in that conversation. Um, and that is what we've come to learn with having other partners in some other ventures, seeing other partnerships, very, very difficult to have. It, partnerships <laughs> are just very difficult to come mm. by 
a sustainable partnership, I would say. And ours have lasted uh, at this point probably 10 different ventures, you know, big, small, in the middle. Uh, we've done a lot of different things together. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, who we are is very complementary. And but deep down, our principles and our ethics are are identically aligned, and that's what makes it uh, very easy to work with. So, I keep turning my head away from the mic to chew that cough drop, if you can't tell, by the way. Sponsored by Halls. <laughs> Sponsored by Halls. So, again, another topic there, healthy or not healthy, who knows? I, I think it's healthy most of the time, but working with friends, it, it can work, right? A lot of times, don't work with friends or family, but you have to understand and know, you, you and Cam had worked together prior to starting this business, right? Yes. And I've seen a lot of friendships fail. Well, I guess to interject on that yeah. front, like the 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 biggest takeaway from like deciding on am I going to work with like, you know, uh, blood or work with friends is you have to be a very, you have to operate at a very high emotional intelligence level. I am obsessed with EQ, by the way. That's yes. like one of the most important things to me for any person it, it's, and your future success yeah. is double down on EQ, period. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so important. We, we harp on that all the time with employees and like the emotional intelligence of someone will make or break the longevity of whatever they're doing or the success rate of whatever they're doing because they are just way more aware of what is going on. And one of our <laughs> biggest strengths, both of us have a very high emotional intelligence level that we've we've worked on very intently over the years and really focused on takeaways and like maybe you didn't see that Sean but like here's what I picked up on when we were talking to this employee about a review or about a potential raise or something important to them and like you missed a cue on this that they brought up but I picked up on it and I and I took it from there um so there's a lot of like takeaways from yep. that that I think are just so important that people just don't focus on and with friends and family the emotions just run so high that it's hard to keep it in check a lot of times. It's just really hard to keep it in check. And then it takes, it, it goes home. It's a take home. And when you have take homes, that's really not a good, it's just not a good scenario. Yeah, you don't turn it off. Yeah, and your wife doesn't want that. And your, your spouse so we're gonna, doesn't want We're going to get to there in a second, by the way. I told you this would happen. We Let's go through, what are we going to talk about? What's the agenda? And we'll, we'll, I still want to talk about old sport company. We're going to keep plugging that, by the way, and take some pictures and, and share them that's all we on need social to. media, but which... I don't do it. They look sweet. They'll sell themselves. They're super sweet. Let's get a few photos up. Um, I didn't know what direction we go. It's it's a lot of it's about working with close friends, right? And I I didn't know this story. I've I've met Cam many times and seen him, and we dominated your flag football team every year. Um, Not true. Not true. I tore my Achilles, and I was on the IR, so I guess I give it to you with an asterisk. I'll I'll give it to you with an asterisk. We'll we'll do one one quick healthy or not healthy. Healthy or not healthy. Grown men playing flag football. If you don't stretch pregame, very unhealthy, <laughs> the most unhealthy. Um, this this segment was sponsored by JOI and Southeast Orthopedics. JOI and Southeast. Thank you for taking all my money. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what do you say? Three ACLs and Three one Achilles? Three ACLs and one Achilles, yeah. Well, let's, we got to rein it in. Again, who knows what Carbon direction. fiber fins are going to be in my near future. I'm going to be in the Olympics as like a carbon fiber oh, sprinter. I like it. Robotic legs. Absolutely. Um I like the, the dynamic between working with friends, working with spouses. We've talked about. So my business partners at 212, Joey and Adrian Jansen, I don't know how they do it. I, and, and again, I, I compliment them all the time. And they, of course, they butt heads, disagree. And somehow I'm in, like, sometimes I'm the deciding vote. That's always hard. Yeah. Um, not deciding vote, but when we make decisions. 
I think working with close friends can be can be just as tough as working with a spouse, right? Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about healthy work life balance. I think this is important. You're, you're a dad, right? How many kids? Two kids. How old? Four and uh, just under a year. So you're in the trenches, very right? much so. Love your wife. How do you balance? There's no easy answer for this, right? When you, especially as an entrepreneur, because you don't turn it off, right? You're yeah. always working. Sure. You're always thinking. What's what are some healthy things you do to balance turning off that work life to come home to wife and kids? Well, I think it was it was a very intentional design of the company was that if we had the right organizational structures in our companies and we had the right people, that they would understand to protect our our work-life balance, but also protect their own work-life balance. And mm. that comes back to like the cultural design from day one was like, when our employees that were at the top of the food chain underneath Cam and I, and they had 100 plus reports, when they went on PTO, we forced them to not send emails, don't to not check, answer the phone, read. do not do that. any of those things. It sets the wrong precedence for the for your subordinates and is not a good company culture moving forward from there. So all of those things were trickled down from us from day one. And it was not only to protect Cam and I's work-life balance, but to protect everyone's work-life balance and it worked like a charm. And everyone, when they were off, they were off. And when they were on, they were focused and they were on and they were getting stuff done. Uh, but yeah, I mean, not saying that every night that we didn't have take-homes, Eric, like there was plenty of times <laughs> where, where there was things that were going sideways if it was a rainy rainy day and we had a bunch of open roofs and I was and I was up at night worried sweating is someone going to have a flooded living room with their kids in their house and they're they paid me to protect them and keep them dry but yet I'm worried about them and are they going to have water intrusion issues overnight because of a tarp up there that has a pinhole leak in it those were things that we kept us up at night that are just part of entrepreneurship like there's nothing that you could do to avoid that but we definitely were very focused on setting very strict work intensive work hours and then emergency only after those work hours. And when we came home, it was everything gets shut off. We sit down on the couch. We have, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big foodie. My wife's a big foodie. Like I, prepping I, yourself or I going cook, out to eat? I cook. You're, you're one of those guys. I'm a you cook. want to cook. Okay. I'm a chef. I okay. try to be a chef, an amateur oh, chef, geez. I would Here say. We go. So I cook a Next lot. Topic. And that, that actually- Jay, do you like to eat? I like to eat and cook. You do too? There yeah. we go. Okay. There we I go. had a job as a uh, short order cook. There you go. Where? Back up in uh, Atlanta. Chick-fil-A? No. Okay. Ah. Yeah, come on. It was in the Coca-Cola building. Nice. That's cool. Oh, geez. That's a massive building. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Rent it in. Rent it in, Eric. <laughs> Boy, that's me. I'm Eric. <laughs> yeah. So I think want to like, you know, just find like what gets your mind focused on other things when you go home. So for me, it was like, I'm going to always prepare meals in the kitchen. Nat's going to help me. Teddy now, he's four. He loves he to be loves in the kitchen. Me, yeah, and he's right there with me. He's eating half the food before it's even prepped, and that's okay. Um, but that's something that just keeps us all focused on something that's non-work related. Like whatever's going to happen overnight on a roof job when no employees are out there is what's going to happen. There's no, I have no control at control that point. Control versus concern. Yeah. Like am, was, I, yeah. am I stressed? Of course. But like you only can control what you can control. So yeah, I think the work-life balance was very important. We didn't work weekends. We never were open on weekends. Most roofing companies do emergency work on the weekends. We did not do any emergency work on the weekends unless it was to triage. There's a health term, triage. Tria I know that term well. Yeah, yeah I think you do. Um, so to triage a current employee's <laughs> We talked roof, about healthcare. Right? You said triage. <laughs> What the hell? Um, yeah, so those were things that we would do um, on the weekend or overnight where it was just making sure that our current work was being protected. But outside of that, there was no 
24-7 emergency services because we wanted to keep that work-life balance. Very so, important. Hard, yeah, hard to do, though, man. It's really hard it's to do. Im- it's impossible. Yeah. We talked about this before, too. So, so two things I heard. One, it starts at the top. You and Cam created this because it's important to you. Correct. I want when I when I leave this this work grind, I want to turn it off and turn it on for for wife and kids. Correct. Right? You can't all the time. It's the same thing I talk about. Am I happy one hundred percent of the time in my marriage? Right. I'm not. I, I, like I wish I was. It's yeah. but if you like sixty forty is a win. Not in my marriage. I'm talking about work. Yeah. Eighty twenty is great. You, you just it can't be perfect all the time, right? So recognizing that. But creating that from the top down for your team, that's huge. Yeah. Right. And understanding that. Yep. You said something else too, something else too that jumped out to me. You use the term it's part of entrepreneurism. And that's the grind of when you're when there's a little hole in that tarp, you think about it. So everybody that wants to start a business, everybody wants to run a company, be an entrepreneur, it's not that easy. And there's a lot of stuff that come with it that's that's not glamorized on social media and TikTok and Instagram and Look at my Ferrari. It's a grind, man. It's a grind. Yeah. I mean, what's the age-old tale? Like, slow and steady wins the race, right? Like, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Correct. Correct. I love that like, line. And that, that's kind of what it what entrepreneurship typically is. I mean, the rocket ship of what you see on TikTok or on Instagram of some entrepreneur that, you know, went to zero to $100 million Bull in shit. days. <gasps> Dang it. Oh, I did it. Are we still recording? Can you bleep that out? That was me. I can't believe it. I even it. warned you. I was like, we can't curse. We're on the radio. Dang it. I didn't do it. I did it. Sorry. Go back okay. to the story. We can resume. Five dollars. That's a fine. Throw it in a fine bucket. You need a fine bucket. Yeah. You need a fine bucket. We got to bring ba- uh, Bala of bourbon every time. Shout out Jay. to Dan Levitard yeah. Show for the fine the the, the, the fine bucket. Shoot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, I can't believe I did it. Sorry. I told you before we did this. You did. Yep. You warned me, but I didn't warn you, I and failed. I should have warned you. Yep. Um. Uh, where were we at? The the TikTok people that yeah, went so zero like, to a hundred million on Bitcoin right. or or this drop shipping or and then insert it's, thing, and then it's like click my link to get a course on how to do it for ninety seven dollars, and they're they're really just making money on the ninety seven dollars that they're going to get from you. There's zero customer experience, there's zero satisfaction, correct? And they don't care. <laughs> they just want your money, and they're off to the next little racket, right? I mean, and they're just little more, rackets. Yep. Like it's not a sustainable model for success. Um, it's a flash in the pan. You never want to chase the the shiny the the shiny diamond, the sparkling diamonds. Like they're not sustainable. Typically, sometimes you luck into one, uh, but you didn't go into it expecting it. Sometimes you, it just happens that way, and there is a it is a rocket ship type thing, and that's great. And there's a lot of those stories out there. But more times than not, yeah. from an entrepreneurship standpoint, it's go into it trying to just serve a need, create some kind of service that can serve someone or something. And just try to do it to the best of your ability and make sure that whoever is your client, they are the happiest they could possibly be within a reason, an ethical reason, and you'll be yes. okay. It will end up being more than profitable. It'll be everything that you want. You will have some stresses. You will have some sleepless nights because you care, and that's normal. Caring is normal. And having and, sleepless and good- nights when you're an entrepreneur and you have employees and you have risk and liabilities, that's normal. It will go away over time as you kind of scale your company and you grow it. Have you had any failures yet in business? I would say failures to me um, are things that don't go um, – they don't hit They don't hit the metrics that I would expect them to hit. I haven't had any where it was like, man, that was really bad. I lost my pants on something. Uh, but I have had some partnerships, I would say, 
Um, yep. Some failed partnerships more than anything where quickly Cam and I went into a partnership with maybe a third or a fourth partner and we and realized yep. this just isn't working well and we call it out pretty quick of like, hey, like one of us needs to buy the other one out or we need to figure out a pathway that we don't have to keep doing this because no one seems to be enjoying themselves and I'm not trying to do anything that like is really irking me to do every day. Like, yeah. And, and so I would say my biggest failures were sometimes were like the choice. People. Yeah. People, people. And it, and it wasn't on any, it wasn't my fault and it wasn't their fault. It's just not a, a yin and yang compatibility thing. And that's, that's what it comes down to a lot I, of times. I love that answer, by the way, I was going to say, I wish I didn't ask it, but that's a great answer. We got a couple minutes left here. Um, I thought we, t I told you which direction we're going to go and how. Okay. So all that, this entrepreneur journey, great. Bought a company, old sport company. Yep. Very abbreviated version. I'll do my best. You're looking for a business to buy after the exit from Reliant. Found this company that basically hand stitches, like knits. We yep. don't have a video. We'll get some pictures here, but I got a pair here I'm going to put on too. We got about two and a half minutes here. So fire off. How cool is it? Let's, I want to sell a bunch of these or yeah, buy so, a bunch of them. Go so, ahead. It's a, so it's a hand stitched needlepoint fabric. So it's a type of method of making a weaving. It's attached to the top of a leather penny loafer, very standard old school penny loafer, has a bunch of different designs. Um, same goes for the leather belts and I'm then Apple, a picture while he talks, Apple the smartwatch bands. Um, so those are the three products. We found this company online, the founder of it. He started it a few years ago, uh, wanted to go into something else. We, we think it's a cool brand to work on and it's a big pivot away from construction and having 125 employees. This is an online e-commerce business, which gives us something something different to work on, uh, creates a different level of skills that we will attain by learning how to run an e-commerce company. So it's, we, we just bought it in March. So it's a new thing for us, but we're excited about it. Totally different. What's the website? Oldsportcompany.com. Oldsportcompany.com. There's some sweet stuff in there. Promo the code cool. Eric, 20% off. We got to switch it to hot sauce, by the way. All right. Hot we'll, sauce Let's Ross. create another promo. Hot we'll sauce Ross. That's a lot of words off. No, so dude, Sean, I knew it'd be a blast. I knew the time would fly by. Appreciate you sharing the story, the journey, the grinds. Not much healthcare other than the the ACL, the Achilles tear, but yeah. some free plugs for halls because I can't talk. <laughs> Old sport company is the new grind. Entrepreneurism is not easy. Anything you want to add? What's some advice you'd give to yourself? Healthy advice one, three, five years ago. Um, some healthy advice would be to um, really just take care of your mental, your, your, your mental health is very important. It, it actually is very, uh, tied to physical health. So making sure if, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're going through the journey, like make sure that you're paying attention to mental health as you're a younger person. We don't really pay attention to that until it's sometimes too late, but just be focused on that and, uh, center, keep yourself centered as much as possible and, and have uh, self-realization checks as much as possible. Um, and there's, you know, more times than not, you'll come up with solutions that create a positive environment for yourself, and you can thrive better in that. Sean Shapiro, previously Reliant Roofing, now Old Sport Company. I had a blast. Hope you did. Thank you, sir. Maybe Thanks for having back. me. I had a Another happy hour. Absolutely. Jay Bowes producing That Is What The Health Just Happened. Hustling. Awesome.